Hello everyone, welcome to Fabulous Pub and Grill. This is the Huskies on Tap podcast. My name is Brandon Suarez. We're here weekly on Tuesdays at 6 o'clock. And today I'm joined by NIU football captain Rocky Lombardi, Fatty-sponsored athlete, as well as Fatty-sponsored athlete tight end Liam Sorhan. Before we get started, guys, can we just put a couple things out there for our, our audience? Rocky, we'll start with you. Your hometown, your year, your major position and number. Yeah, so uh, my name's Rocky from Western Wayne, Iowa. Western Iowa. I'm a grad student studying sports psychology. Thanks for you, Liam. Uh, my name is Joe Sorhan. I'm a tight end from uh, Dearborn, Michigan, and I got my undergrad in mechanical engineering. And then for me, I am a sports management student here. I am also a student. I'm in the graduate program as well. I've been covering NIU for about two years, and the name of our podcast is Huskies on Tap. Uh, the same same at on Twitter and Instagram. You can find all our work, but. We have a first place football team in town. The Huskies are four and two. They're coming off a 22-20 victory against Toledo. Rocky, I'll start with you. What would you say is the most rewarding part about this weekend's victory? It's a real like junkyard victory on the road against a good opponent. Yeah, just, just to get a good a good win against a high division opponent. You know, just to be two and out and control our own destiny in Mac West. Um, that was the biggest thing for us. Just be able to control what we can control, and then now we we got to just take care of our business and the rest of the West. And then Liam, you've been there. Last time there was a little bit of bad blood in Toledo. How do you feel like to get him back again with another victory? Yeah, it was awesome. You know, last time we played there, John did the same thing. Yeah, we gave him a few more. So it always felt like a little bit deja vu. It was a lot warmer this time, but you know, yeah. it was fun. Yeah, the weather stuck with us uh, quite some time this year, but I have a feeling this Saturday might not be the best weather game. You talk about John Richardson. How many times do you win a football game with five field goals and a touchdown? Talk about his performance this week, and even early in the game, he missed it to be able to bounce back and drill the next five. Yeah, I think he has the ultimate confidence in himself, and we all have the ultimate confidence in him. Uh, you know, obviously, he's have to finish with touchdowns, but when you have a kicker that can just automatically put it through, you trust him. I think it's a weapon in itself. Yeah, I think he's, uh, that was his first miss all year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had made uh, 18, 18 field goals or right? his last eighteen kicks. Yeah. And of course, I, I did the tweet. The announcer said something, and then the very next kick was the one he missed. Yeah. But for you as a quarterback, so drives that weren't able to result in touchdowns. What does that mean to you to know that, like, hey, if we don't score here, we know our kicker is hundred percent going to make this kick. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's relieving because even the one he missed uh, last week, it was. Partly due to a, a missed miss snap and pull. So yeah, it, was all, it was an overall bad operation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, John, John's automatic. And we appreciate him for that. Obviously, we want to touchdowns, but to be able to know that we got three points in the bag is definitely just something to give us a little more confidence as an offense. Yeah, Coach Hammock, he said in the press conference, he's like, as long as we have one more point than the opponent at the end of the game, like, that's all that matters. And I looked back at it, I think our margin of victory in our three wins was one on touchdown. We had the 28. Obviously, the Michigan we lost a little bit on the margin, but I think it's at like nine points and it's always real close. Talk about your running back. Last time we were talking about Harrison, Clint, Harrison Sunstrong down, Clint still doing his thing, but now you have an interior problem. What's it been like to see him step up as a true freshman in such a big spot? Yeah, so I mean, I, we've been talking about this all year. I've been talking about it, Coach Dan, but we got such a deep running back room. You know, we got backs on backs on backs. I mean, just keep coming, right? So for you know, Amy to step in there and do his thing, well, we knew what he was gonna do. You know, I don't know how well uh, Husky Nation knew that he was gonna come out and just fall like he did. But you know, he's a good player, obviously. He's gonna continue to uh, you know to execute for us. Yeah, I was gonna say like they were talking about on the broadcast. He's kind of got like a little bit of a mini Saquon Barkley though. Like he's just big buff. It's all in his lower half. Like. Yeah. What's it like going out there throwing second level linebacker blocks like that? Uh, well, I think it's taken. You know, I almost make my job easier because you know he'll just read my block. You know he'll make me work regardless. So it makes me look a lot better than you know. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 What is he? Two twenty? Two fifteen? I honestly don't even know. I just know he's heavy. He's a big guy. He's a big guy. So Liam, this past weekend, there's a lot of plays that could come to mind. But what was your like, favorite play from this past weekend's game? Uh, I'll go with the touchdown. You know, obviously, we were driving, you know, right before the half. You know, we needed some points, obviously. You know, two would have been great, but we wanted seven, you know, for Ontario, you know, squeeze by and finally break the seal for him, you know, score that first one, you know, get us going. 
that was on the edge, going in the half time, I thought that was probably my third play. I was about to say which one because they robbed Clint on the touchdown. Like, I, I went back and looked. Did you guys see the play, like, obviously after? Yeah. 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 I was sitting there and I'm like, how is that inconclusive evidence that that's not a touchdown? I don't know. For you, Rocky, you had a couple big plays, big third down play, big pass, big Tyrese. What was your like favorite play from this weekend? Yeah, I would say either one of those two. The, the third down conversion is huge. You got us with our dope goal and put us up by five and ended up giving us a chance in the end. But I would say the play of the game was to stop two point conversion. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because then that made what was like a five point game was 14. Yeah, they, they, they put us down one rather than down three, so we ended up playing the game on the goal Yeah, because you guys went, it was 17 9 and then they tied it up and then the rest is history. But, yeah. With the offense, it's like I'm sitting there watching my third night season. Like, okay, I'm expecting your bubble screens and BS. You know, I'm not going to say that right now because you know what I'm saying. I'm expecting something that's like we give up, and then you just take off. Nineteen, we got like 21 yards on the play. Like, it was moving. It was rolling. I texted him after the game. Like, you better be related to Michael Vick somehow. Like, you have. When we get, uh, when I find the updated rosters for like NCAA, I'm gonna have to have Ethan text me your speed rating, and then we're gonna have to spam that guy until he boosts it up. But, all right, so Liam, for you, what happened here too, man? Uh, I, was, I was watching the video yesterday, you were mic'd up. I uh, saw so you have a chip tooth, so I'm also a chip tooth guy. I just took that thing all the way out. Um, you can't see it unless you see me laugh. Like, you're sitting on my backside, so you can probably see it. But, was it, uh, was it a war injury? Was it a football injury or what happened? So, originally my teeth were teeth and fake. I had to go my senior year of high school and my clothes came completely off. So, they were both fake. Was that a football injury or? It was a basketball injury. Oh, really? We got time. Yeah, I, well, I don't for loose ball. You know, someone like fell and tripped, landed on the back of my head. I went right to the ground. Yeah. Well, it was actually one of a couple coaches were coming to watch me play, too. So, I had to, I had to chop it out on my back in the game, yeah. of course. But, uh, I got them fixed. I got like a cap, um, so they've been staying for a while. And then I guess in practice, you know, I just got in in the right way, and it just fell out of my mouth, you know, in the middle of practice. It didn't hurt or anything, but it just was like I could feel it as I was like fighting down. I was like, "This is your mouth guarding too." You use mouth guard, right? Yeah, but I I chew it on the side, kind of. Yeah. So this guy's always got his up here. I'm like, you gotta you gotta put it in your mouth to use yeah, it. You got good teeth. Well. You got good teeth too. Yeah. Like, you're we were talking yeah. about that during the game, actually. We were like, one of the huddles like, on the side, I was like, hey, are you ever going to wear your mouth guard? <laughs> and you take some shots, too, man. Yeah. You've taken some hits this year. What was, uh, so you guys talked a little bit about the bus ride. What was, like, the recovery process? I saw uh, you took, also took over the Instagram for the team. Yeah, you yeah. got a massage and did all that stuff. So what was your recovery process for, like, from this game? Yeah, well, in terms of the bus ride, it's just trying not to cramp for six hours, which is hard to get said and done, but. Um, well, yeah, once you get back, you, know, you got to try to stretch as much as you can. And, you know, most, most of the time you got bumps and bruises, which makes it a little more difficult, a little more painful to stretch. But you got to do it. And then on Monday, you got to take care of your body, ice, um, stretch, get rubbed out, all that kind of stuff. So. And then Liam, for you in the trenches, I know he doesn't get hit unless you guys, you know, they let you let a guy in or he's he's getting out and scrambling. And sometimes you lower your shoulder too, which works, but it's like, yo. We need you, bro. We need you. You can't be doing that. What was the recovery process like for you? Well, um, you know the bus ride back there, so you try not to cramp. I think over half the guys on the bus were staying and walking around, you know, trying to, you know, just get that lactic acid out. Yeah, exactly. So either half the guys were laying on the ground, stretching out, half the guys were walking around, you know, just talking to each other. And then when they come back, you know, those students are doing a job, you know. So we have stations set up where we recover, we'll get a recovery lift on Sunday, we'll come get another lift on Monday. Um, then you gotta find time in the training room, you gotta make it happen, you gotta make it work. And then, you know, obviously, once we get home, we have a couple of formulas and days at our house, so we're not doing that, doing an extra taste, so. Got sweat too. You got sweat. Yeah. I saw you were getting a little sweat in the next day. You went golfing. How'd that go? Yeah. Did you beat Ethan? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ethan and I have a golf school Sunday prediction together. Um, Every week after the game? We, yeah, we tried to. Uh, That's awesome. Weather permitting, even though it was a little rainy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Sunday, we still went out there and you know, did the best we could. So. That's good too. Real sore. Like, especially being the quarterback oh, yeah. and all that. You got to worry about your swing and all that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to keep the swing dialed. Liam, what's your golf game looking like? Horrible. For me too, man. I can only drive the ball. Give me on the green, it's over with. But, uh, all right, so let's talk about this win. So, Liam, for you, 
What did you learn most about the team in this room? First of all, I thought our defense played great. You know, I thought that it was a really big thing for our defense to step up. You know, they played fantastic, especially with that explosive offense. That's what yeah. You know, they have a really good offense. Um, you know, I think that was a stepping stone for them. You know, obviously, they're playing good when they need to play good. They're playing great when they need to play great. Um, I think if they keep that up, they'll help us out a lot on offense. I think um, for us on offense, I think we really are starting to establish our identity as being a team that's just physical, you know, physical up front, we can run the ball, obviously we're going to stretch out and pass the ball, but I think we're really showing our versatility, but especially, you know, trying to be that bold mentality, I think we're really starting to really form that. Yeah, you guys always talk about PTR, and it's like, I was doing my episode for Thursday, and I was doing bold predictions, and I'm like, I was like, yeah, they're going to, maybe they'll run, no, they're definitely running for 200 plus yards. What's it like for you? We talked about it a little bit last time, but it's like, you get your opportunities, you make great opportunities when you have them, but your running game is so dominant and your offensive line as well. What's it like for you to have that? Yeah, no, it's awesome. Uh, I think we average like over 200 yards. It's over 200 yards. Yeah. And it's like 220, maybe even more than that. It's up yeah. So it, it's, it's great to have a good running offense because the opens up the pass game if you need it. You know, there's tons of advantages to it, wearing the defense now. So to be able to run the ball for over 200 yards in the game. Offensive line does a great job. We do a great job with misdirections and stuff like that. So, and then from this past weekend, what did this win mean for you? Uh, it was like I would say your first big match in on the road victory, right? Yeah. yeah. Beat Eastern Michigan at home. Yeah. We got Georgia Tech there now. Match. Matching is different. <laughs> that was your first road matching game. It's different. Right? Yeah, it is for sure. No, it was good to get the win. You know, for me, it's just same same stuff I've been preaching all year. So. Team, uh, we're fighters and kind of push hands as they like to keep it within one to two points. Likes to win those close games. I don't know if uh, that's necessarily what I want to do, but you know, we keep winning, we keep winning. So, yeah, as long as there's a W next year, that's the name at the end of the game. I don't think anyone's going to be disappointed. Uh, but we we talked a little bit, we were talking about it in the media run last week before Toledo. Heard stories about their fans being some of the toughest in the MAC. How is the environment? In, were they giving, you know, were they trash talking you? How was it? Well, I thought it was a great venue for a Saturday match game. I thought it was awesome. The experience was awesome. They had a big crowd. It was their homecoming. So, I mean, we were more, nothing more than being in that game. Uh, that was tough. You know, their was time were getting actually really loud. You know, I wasn't expecting for them to get that loud, but they were kind of bringing us to leave here a little bit here and there, you know, especially on the third down, a couple fourth downs that we had. Uh, you know, you had to really focus, you know, a lot of things. Like Georgia Tech a little bit, you know, they were getting kind of loud. So I thought it was really good experience. Yeah, it was a good atmosphere. I, I, this is my first away yeah. ever, I think. So just to go into a Mac Stadium, I, I didn't really know what to expect. And they, they brought good energy before the game. Pre game warm ups, they had a little friendly banter, you know, student section behind yeah, they're, they're, they're talking to our offensive linemen during warm ups, you know. As long as it's friendly, it wasn't nobody crossed the line. That's that's what football is all about. And then too, it's like Coach Hamick was talking about in the press conference where it was, you know, you guys do your thing before the game, but the Toledo coaches were snapping necks and like, who's that? And looking around trying to figure out. And one thing I talked about that I think that's a real big competitive advantage for you guys is you've had so many players that have made plays that didn't show up on film before they made the play. So the, the other team's like unaware of the play. You know what I'm saying? So the team is too deep. One of the analogies that I've used as far back as last season, and you weren't even here last year. We know how that went. Too much ammo. You got a lot of good. We saw a great catch from uh, Muhammad Torre, yards after the catch. Uh, and then, two, one play that I really want to talk about specifically because as much as, as important as the, the game winning kick was from John Richardson, that pass to Tyrese Richie. I said it later on the show. That was like an NFL level play. Like, that was a really good on the dot in the bucket pass. Take us through that play. And then obviously, like, he's the best in the match. Like, you know he's going to come down for this one. Yeah, I mean, as soon as the ball left, I knew he was going to come down with it. Rich is an unbelievable player, and he's a really reliable target for us. But, you know, just talking about the play, I think we had probably about 40 seconds left or so. And yeah, to get John's, John's range, we had to get about 20 yards. So, we're, you know, we're kind of trying to cut away at the down the field, and then we had a good look, and we took a shot. And actually, we went on like the, the week of the two corners. And, it's football. You gotta take advantage of the weak link every time. There's no other opportunity than get rid of that guy that's like the five seven corner that can't jump. It's like, yeah, we're gonna take care of him. 
Uh, Liam, I'll start with you. I know it's only six weeks into the season. There's still so much football to be played. But as someone who was here last year, what does it mean to you right now to be having this conversation with me as a team that is in the first place? Yeah, it means a lot. I mean, I was making jokes kind of earlier this week, you know, like, hey, where were you after week six last year? You know, we're all at home. So, I mean, to be in the position we're right now, I think we've worked for it, and we definitely have a long way to go, but it means a lot. We really control our own future, what we want yeah. to do. We still we have everything in our hands, everything in front of us, um, and I think it's just our preparation, our the way we attack it, that's really just going to keep hearing us. And I think the best part about it is it fell right into one of Coach Nick's Coach uh,
Well, I think it all stems from the uh, confidence that our older guys have in the younger guys, you know, especially like Rocky Braden on the offensive end. You know, when, you, when you're confident and the guy next to you doing their job, it's confidence in yourself. So, you know, Rocky knowing what he's doing on every play, Braden knowing what he's doing on every play, offensive line communicate. Um, it makes it easier and it puts more confidence in, say, Ontario and all the running backs and all the receivers that have been played. And on the defense, I have, you know, like Lance, Lance is the rock of that defense, man. When he's out there making Lance plays, is the man. yeah, he's the man. <laughs> he is the man. So when he's out there confident, you know, he's teaching the young guys, making them more confident, seeing them and letting them make plays too. I think that's where it really stems from. I think of the three, like my top three guys that I really think have a good chance for the league Lance, Tyrese, and Brady. And I think, like, I don't know who else would come out this year. I just know for sure that those guys are on their absolute last year of eligibility. So there could be more people, but I know for sure those three will have a great opportunity. For Rocky, for you, as a vet, new guy on the team this year, like, you, like I said, you really know what you're getting into, but what's it like to know that Coach Hammock has put the players on the team that are quality enough to make you guys a good team? Yeah, no, it's like we have it's really good it's really not guaranteed. There's a lot of teams out there that, that don't have confidence in their teammates to do the right thing and to execute plays. So, first of all, out there, I know that those guys are feeling pretty good shot. I know what they're doing and execute it. It's, it's, it's a good feeling. And like talking about the freshmen, you know, we, we don't have just guys freshmen filling in. Like, Start starting, yeah. We got yeah, Kate Haberman's been playing a lot too. Yeah, well, yeah, a lot of young people that had the point that are the two point conversion stuff, you know, like yeah. yeah, yeah. play, you know, that was huge for us. Yeah, we got a lot of young freshmen contributing, you know, on the field from the start. So we got a lot of depth, we got a lot of talent. Yeah. yeah, and for you guys, like you said, that confidence it kind of leads me to my next question. So, Liam, I ask you, what's like the energy and the vibe heading into this week's match? Because I know, like, on paper. We're supposed to be kind of like, but what do you guys feel in like towards this game? Uh, regardless of what you know, anyone said, we have to come out and play the best we can. You know what I mean? They, they're a good team. You know, yeah. regardless of what the, we're expecting to do, they're in Minnesota. They yep. fall down from Dolphins, Minnesota. You know, we can't, we can't expect anything less. We have to expect the best from everyone every week if we want to be the best. So that's what we're preparing for. You know, we're treating it like we did, you know, two weeks ago, last week. You know, our practices are still high intensity. You know, regardless of who we're playing, so we just need to keep playing. Oh, yeah. And then, Rob, for you, uh, what would you say the energy and the vibe is like heading into this this week's matchup where you have a chance to go on a four game match? Yeah, I would say confidence goes for three. You know, we've been the underdog in basically every game this year, so I think we got that underdog chip still. You know, even though I don't even know if we're favored or not. On paper, you said we are. On paper, yeah, I looked at it before the game, and you guys are the, like, the favorite. But it is the first or the second time this year outside of yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I think we, we just got that chip on our shoulder, that underdog mentality, that we're going to go out there and, and prove that we're not a team of people like we are. You know, we're, we're a good team, and we're Yeah, and then, too, it's like as long as we get to game day and uh, they, they show, like, you know how they do the game day picks? As long as someone picks Bowling Green, we're good. Because you know how it's like, you ever see the graphic where it's like, Sports Night in America, they do the NBC graphic, it'll be Bears, Packers, everyone will pick the Packers, and the Bears will win. So, and two, one thing. None of that means anything. We, we talked about before we started how you guys were picked to finish last in the laughing at those nerds. I was laughing at them when we were there. I just – We actually won too many games already. We passed our projection. Yeah. So, what was it, CBS Sports or whoever? Maybe it was USA Today. I think they projected three wins, right? Yeah, three and a half was the line. That guy might be selling insurance right now. I don't think he's putting out football articles anymore. But, uh, Rocky. For you, defensively, you face a lot of four two fives this year. What kind of scheme do they run? And do you know? I know you guys always refer to numbers, like numbers as opposed to players, but who are some of the playmakers that you know? Yeah, I mean, so they run basically the same scheme that, that most people run in the, in the mag. They, they play a very similar defense to, to our defense and to Toledo's defense. They play the last week. Toledo's was a little bit. More different than most people, just a little more unorthodox. But uh, they, you know, obviously they got a talented team, so they can afford to do that. Um, the Bowling Green's got some players, you know, they got a they got a big linebacker for for Mac Wilbrand and Uh they were talking a lot about their um, their secondary, and I have a gift for you on the other side of the interviews of Thursday's episode. Full prediction. I'm expecting a big game for you, my friend. <laughs> Liam, for you. Uh, what would you say going into this matchup? 
a matchup wise? Like, because obviously we know you guys are going to pound the rock, but in the passing game, where do you guys think that you can beat them? I mean, just you know, the letter guys are playing against the ball. I think that's the you know, key success in the passing game. Tyrese, you know, Trayvon, Fabian, all those guys, you know, if you can get a lock in space, you know, let them make people miss, let them run. You know, even take down the field shots, take some more shots. You know, I think that's where we can be successful. Inside, inside, yeah, he's he's quick. Rocky, I saw on the two deep depth chart this morning that Trey is going to be getting uh, usually he's in on special teams, but I saw he was listed as a receiver. Talk about his progression. That's another true freshman. How he's been playing on like a complete team from what you've seen. Obviously, you don't see it all, but uh, how he's been doing in practice and what you expect from him when he gets out on the field. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a good player. He was a good, uh, good high school player, and he just came in and worked from day one. He was one guy that we can rely on to, to do everything he needs and to go above and beyond you know, what's expected of him. So uh, I'm expecting big things from him. I know that he's going to come out ready to play. He's going to bring good energy, and uh, he's going to be a huge player for us. So it'll be nice to get him in. Perfect. And then I know it's only, we'll call it the midterm. It's halfway through the season. But Liam brought up a very good point a couple of minutes ago. You guys control your own destiny. Like I said, as long as you guys continue to go 1-0 and each week, you guys are in control of your own destiny. So what would you say that means to you guys to be, like, in this spot halfway through the season as opposed to, like, we start 0-2 in the back and we're chasing? Yeah, um, it gives us control. You know what I mean? It almost, you know, the confidence is there. Instead of trying to, like, just crawl back and being down, you know, we're not, we're not stressing, we're not pressing so hard to try to do something. You know, we can be confident ourselves and just make plays and just play our game. And I think that's really where you want to be at. You know what I mean? You want to be able to control what you do. You know what I mean? You don't want to have to try to change things up to try to win a game, you know, based on what they do. Sit here in week 12, like, yo, we need this team to lose, that team to lose, and we have to win. Yeah, you, you just keep the status quo, right? Yeah, you never, you never want to, you know, hope someone loses so you can get the, you know, if we win it outright, you know, that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah and I think uh, right now, I looked at the standards on the other side. There's only two undefeated teams in conference play. On the other side, it's Kent State. And you guys have your chance. Was it two weeks from now against them? I think that might be one of the first match days, one of the first Wednesday, Tuesday night games. I'd have to double check, but... One week at a time. Yeah, boy, we're not looking ahead. We're not looking back and we're not looking ahead. Good, 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 good on that. Uh, Rocky, for you, you talked a little bit about the defense. So, past three weeks, only 54 points allowed. What's it been like uh, from like a stress level to where you know, like, hey, maybe we don't, we're not having our best day today, but the defense has been having her best day the last three weeks. Yeah, no, they've they turned it on right at the time they need to most. Um, so, we're, we're really proud of them. They've had, they've had some injury problems, too. A lot. You know, so, yeah. So, for them. Young guys come in, fill in, start playing well. Yeah, we talked a lot about our depth on offense, but we got we got all around. So I think about playing, play your best ball, and most crucial point of the season, it's been special for our offense. Yeah, I and mean, to be honest, like I know you guys don't you know read the, the poison, but on like the message boards and Twitter, everyone was freaking out about the defense. And the one thing that I said going into the main game was, hey. This is like our, our get right game. This is our game that we could really test things out. And I think the one thing that I've been seeing the last few weeks the most is Coach Jackson's blitzes. He's been dialing up blitzes in the best pressure situations. And then the guys have been making plays. A guy like Dylan Thomas, who we've seen play three different positions, he's played them all well, but he hasn't always had the opportunity to get out on the field. He's won conference player two times in the last three weeks. And like he's playing the best football I've seen him play as a Husky. Liam, for you, you go against you go against first team in, in practice. Yeah. Okay. What's it like to see like their growth and maturity from the beginning of the season to where it was kind of leaky to now where it's like they're locked down. They're not letting people score touchdowns. Yeah. Well, first of all, we have a shout out to Dylan Thomas who said, "Well, I mean, we came in together, so I've seen everything he's had to go through. You know, we can try to hard work, and I think he embodies everything. You know, that the defense is the hard way. Honestly, he's a hard way guy. You know, but uh." You know, it's, it's been awesome seeing them progress. You know, obviously, in you know, um, fall camp, you know, we were always we could break off lines, you know, they would stop us. I think, obviously, when we go against each other now, it's a lot more consistent, a lot more give and take, which is awesome to see. You know, they have to challenge with us, you know, so when we go against them, we know we're going against a really good defense, you know, that some of the best offenses in the back are struggling against, you know, so when we can get big runs, big plays, that gives us more confidence. 
week in and week out, we've been seeing these teams struggling. And it's like uh, Western Michigan lost to Ball State last week. Uh, Akron lost to Bowling Green last week. And then I know there was one more, but it's escaping me right now. But yeah, it's like the MAC and like the smaller conference conferences, there's not as much parity. You played in the big time. You know how that goes. It's like, here's Ohio State. This year's a lot different. This is a bad year to use. But, but, but past, yeah, every, we were talking about that this morning. I was thinking about it. I'm like, hold on. Michigan, Iowa, Penn State, Ohio, they're all good this year. But in years past, it's really just been like Ohio State that runs that conference. And our conference, to be honest, over the last 10, 20 years, it's been, for the most part, us. And then like Western Michigan, Toledo, Burns and things. But going into the year, it's like, I like our chances as good as anyone. To be honest, halfway through the season, I like our chances a lot more than I liked them when we were in Detroit. But for you, Rocky, we talked a little bit about this earlier. They beat Minnesota. So what do you guys, you know, taking away what you've seen from them, they're very inconsistent. But what do you guys have to do on Saturday to make sure that you guys offensively can come away with the First, first, you got to establish line of scrimmage. You got to establish the running game. That's, that's uh, turned into be our, our identity. So, for us to be able to establish the running game early is crucial for our success. Um, you know, but other than that, I would say most of the success is going to lie in the, the week of preparation coming up right now. So, we got to make sure that we don't, uh, you know, we don't take anything from here. We don't get too high. We don't get too low. Um, just, you know, stay even, stay on the day, take it a day this time, take it a time, take it a time. Yeah, if you don't want to get too high or too low, don't check the Twitter. Just don't, just don't look, don't, just game me tweets are off limits because it's just like a roller coaster of my emotions, just game me tweets off. But I, I love looking at it after the game. I already know, there's like, there's times I'm like, I, I gotta know what he said at this moment. I can't, I can't even uh, discuss it anymore because I'm so on Like last year I could have been like, oh, that was easy. <laughs> Can't yeah, do that anymore. So yeah, um, I've tried. I try to stay as positive as possible, and that's like the one thing that, at the end of the day, like the show has always been about promoting you guys, putting you guys in, in interviews, and getting people, the fans, to know who you are more. So it would be against everything I'm about to be out there like trashing you guys in a tweet. You know? I mean, it's also you know your loyalty to the team too. Obviously, it's so hard not to get frustrated. You guys should have seen me Georgia Tech night. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's hard not to get so emotional and so worked up when you care so much. You know what I mean? Obviously, we try to be as positive as possible because, you know, <laughs> we're not, you know, things go bad really, really quick, you know. But obviously, everyone gets, you know, so frustrated during the games, too. But, you know. Someone asked uh, Coach Hammock a question earlier, and uh, he was like, yo, we don't, there's no negativity in our life. We remain positive. And I think that's the best way to be. And it's like, you guys are always picking each other up when there's a bad play. And to be honest, like, there's really only one game, and we won't speak of that game. Like, you guys have played great football every game. The Wyoming game is, is like, that was the game, obviously, Georgia Tech. I'm like, okay, this team's got something. You come back against Wyoming, and we've seen how Wyoming has looked the rest of the year. I think they're like 4-2 or 5-5. They just had their first losses. It's the Air Force, too, right? Yeah, and Air Force is a good service yeah. man. I didn't anticipate you guys to be, you know, when we got to week six of the show, like, you know, we're going to be at four and two. But you guys have done everything that's been asked of you. Coach Hammock a lot talks about controlling what you guys can control. And right now, it's, like you said, in a very good manner. We're not focused on that. We're focused on right now. We're focused on Bowling Green. And you guys got to find a way to win a football game out there on Saturday. We've seen over the last few days, it's been bad weather. Liam, you're very accustomed to it. Rocky, you're from the Midwest. You know all about it. Have you guys been practicing outside this week? Has Coach Hammett been getting out in the elements to make sure you're ready for Saturday? Yes. Yeah. Like we said, we, we were, we were, we're now able to use it in North, but I don't think we're going to use it until it gets freezing cold. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is what we want. You know what I mean? I think mean, it's just Coach Hammett's got to get most practicing the elements. And it has, you know, in, in the long run, maybe, you know, dividends. Yeah, there was tornadoes that touched the ground or not like downtown, but like in the air in the greater DeKalb area those days. I think you still wanted to have a walk from inside. <laughs> you know, we we have we'll, we'll hop in the basement with the chest or something like that, you know what I'm saying? 
Um, so yeah, I mean that is that's that's all that's what matchup's all about. The first game that I ever went to, and I talk about this story way too much, but it was like I was finishing my undergrad. It was two. It'll be Western Michigan. It'll be like my actual like full. I think like this would be like the third year anniversary. Maybe two. I'm bad with numbers, but my anniversary for covering the team will be Western Michigan. And the first game that I went to was the Husky special game, my beloved game winning touchdown at the end zone. Yeah. And uh, you ever seen like Ricky Bobby? He's like, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> yeah. So that was me. I I went to the press box. I went up there. I watched the game from up there for a little bit. But like you guys talked about, at the very core of me, I'm a fan, and I love football like more than anything. So I found my way on the sideline, and I was just like watching on the sideline, like obviously off to the side, but. Yeah, I got it. it. was rain, sleet, snow, wind, matching, a wind. Yeah, yeah, just a calb in a nutshell. But that was like, when I first went, I was still working, like I worked for Tap, but I only covered the Bears in Notre Dame. I wrote an article and then I was just like, you know, like, let's talk, like let's start a podcast, like let's interview some people. And it's been a lot of fun and I honestly like, for the people that don't know, we're going to get into your guys's. I guess you would say, in at fans. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the NIL. So I know we talked about it last time, but for the people that don't know or for the people that are in the house, uh, talk about the NIL deal that you guys have with Fatties on Thursday nights, too, before a game. Yeah, so uh, the deal for us is we get to come here. It's, it's our apartment, me, Liam, Brayden, and uh, starting five more. I mean, six, actually, right? Six, yeah, six, yeah, then Evan and John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's six of them that rotate in there, so all of us can come here for Thursday meal and, um, you know, hang out, talk, talk to their buddies, just, uh, you know, enjoy ourselves a couple days before the game, which, which is nice. It's awesome. And then if you look, too, on, on the picture board, they got, like, they got, like, candid to, like, Liam. There's some good, there's some good shots. I don't know if they got a photo photographer in here, but there's definitely a candid Liam, like, trying to, <laughs> trying to do something with someone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very candid, I'm sure. Liam, for you, uh, as someone, you are a rock on, right? Are you Scottish? No, Scottish, okay. For you, NIL, like, is the new era of college football, like, what does it mean to you? And, and how you look like from the picture, I saw a big smile on your face, and luckily I saw on your teeth. But has it been a lot of fun, and, and what's it meant to you to have the NIL deal, and obviously do the show with uh, myself, who talks for a few months? <laughs> Well, the best thing is being on the show. Who might my voice be your call? But uh, I think it's awesome. You know, guys, it's an awesome job. It's a staple in the cow. You know, so if you can get the athletes in the cow to come to the staple of the cow, I think that's just great for them, great for us, and great for everyone. Yeah, and when you guys have the big interviews, you've prepared with me. It's kind of like a little practice run. But uh, uh, so we're it's a husky fan. So obviously, we we haven't filled the house. It hasn't been full of times, but. I will say I've seen both numbers from, from the two home games that we've had. I didn't see the Eastern Michigan one because that night, that night I was a student that night. But but uh, I would say pre-delay, it was still probably like 10 k I'd have to look it up. No, it was good pre, pre-delay. What would you say has been the best benefit from the fans coming back? And then, two, it's like they've been a rowdy bunch. Like They've given you a lot of noise and, and energy, almost like a 12 fan. Yeah, no, the fans have gotten better every week, too. You know, they're kind of learning. Like, the defense is out there. You get loud when the offense is out there. You try not to get loud. So, like, you can tell that they're getting better. They're getting more into the game. And, uh, you know, obviously, we appreciate all of them showing up. So, it's, it's been a good atmosphere for our home. And then, Liam, for you, for you, you were here last year when it was just the friends and family. And you've been here for some of the days where it's just my friends and family. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so, First of all, I thought the red flag chant before the game, week one, it got a lot better from Wyoming to Eastern. Yeah. <laughs> it got a lot better, but yikes. Yeah. <laughs> we got more on time with it, but no, it's been, it's been great. You know, our fans out there is awesome, especially when they're students, you know, people you see on campus in class, you know, it just brings another aspect of it. You know? Yeah, the students have been great, especially shout out to the student athletes. You see the student athletes coming in there. Oh, yeah, they all have really They're very yeah. loud and rowdy, and that's awesome. We appreciate it. Yeah, so talk about that, because I've seen, uh, I think this year, more than any other year that I've been here, a real sense of community. You guys rallying behind the soccer team, the basketball team rallying behind you guys, and the list goes on. What's it like knowing that, you know, the other student athletes actually care about what's going on with the rest of the teams? Yeah, I mean, 
when I first got here, one of my goals was to you know, create, create a, an identity of, of being a hustler, you know, yeah. being a football player or a basketball player or you know, whatever. Um, you know, we try to create a family atmosphere. Even when, you know, I'm out with friends or whatever, and I see some on the soccer team, and we win the last week against West Virginia. It's awesome. Why would you not congratulate So to try to create the atmosphere of one, one big family and then not only walk the walk, but talk the talk. And like you said, that soccer team, man, they look like a pro team. They don't give up goals and they score a lot. Yeah, the most goals for the, they have the, the individual guy and as a team, right? Yeah. I, I was talking about it uh, for them so that I'm recording for Thursday. Depending on how late you guys run, hopefully no weather delay, knock on wood. If I, I got nothing else going on, I might slide over and watch yeah. the games. Yeah, I was probably going to go out of the argument, too. Yeah, I guess we ride. Okay, cool. I don't have to be speeding planes for there by myself because that would be kind of weird. But it is what it is. Uh, so we'll get into. So we talked a little bit about Bowling Green, a little bit about Toledo. I'm sitting between two of the biggest football guys I know, and you know, Liam has got his Detroit Tigers hat on. He's Detroit through and through, and it's a tough time to. Well, it's always a tough time to be a Detroit fan, but <laughs> the Lions. The last few weeks, like they've had a lot of close games. They almost beat Coach Hammock's Ravens. That would have been the all-time like come in on Monday and talk to talk to Coach Hammock. But what have you seen from them this year that you like? And um, pick a game that you think they get that first one if they get one. Well, first of all, I don't, I don't even watch the game before the quarters anymore. I've been through too many of them. I, I, I already know. Yeah, I already know what's going to happen every time. You know, so, you know, it's third quarter, we're looking all right. I hear they're doing good. Turn it off, I'll go upstairs, do something else. You know, the, uh, they've been in all their games. Every, every single game, even against the Packers. They were beating the Packers. I trust in Dan Campbell more than anyone. I mean, even this post-game interview, and he's crying, you can just tell him cares. One of my friends was saying that was corny. If you've got a head football coach that's up there on the podium, willing to put himself out like that in such a masculine sport as football, and he's crying, Sign me up. And he's a guy that, that like, he's, football he's guy. a bite your kneecap off. Oh, that was, that was his first press conference. He's a football guy. That, he's, uh, what else? He's, like, all black coffee. He said something that we can't say on this show. But, yeah, he is out there. He uh, definitely has taken one too many hits to the head. But he's a man's man. Yeah, he's a man's man. Definitely. Football guy. Alpha football guy. Uh, Rocky, for you, I know you're not huge on the NFL, but I do know you're a Packers guy. I know you're uh, an Aaron Rodgers guy, and, and this weekend, the bane of my existence, the, Bear, the Chicago Bears take on your Green Bay Packers. Can we get a little game preview from the quarterback himself? And and I'm going to say the Bears are going to win just because that's who I am, Bears by a thousand, like that's my persona. <laughs> but what do, what do you expect to see from the Bears Packers this weekend? Well, I expect to see Aaron Rodgers to play the well, they played all oh, year. Oh, goodness. Almost I'm not a Packers fan. I am an Aaron Rodgers fan. Okay. Okay. Not full. Not full. Not a full Packers. But Aaron Rodgers side. Yeah. But no, it, it'll be a good game. I think the Bears are getting better. And, you know, they're kind of settling in on offense. I think especially. So it'll be a good game. But you know what? Three quarters, three and a half quarters, they'll be down by like three and then they'll lose by 26. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, you just know it's incoming. Uh, you, you talked about last time how you, you played against Justin Fields. We may have some other Bears fans in the house. What have you seen from him, from the games that you've been able to see that is a positive at the quarterback position for us Bears fans? Yeah, well, he's an extraordinary talent, obviously. Uh, a talented thrower, a talented runner. You know, not that he. He obviously looks mobile, and like you see him, and you're like, this guy can move. But he, he moves even better than you think. You know, he can make guys miss. He's extremely fast. He'll so, um, be a great asset for the Bears for the next couple, you know, however many years it takes. So I'm a fraud, and uh, if you guys, we didn't, we had you on the week after Georgia Tech. Was that your right? So yeah. Okay, so like I said, grown man tears that night. It is what it is. So there's been like five grown man tears moments in my sports life. Cubs World Series. NIU break in the street. Um, Justin Fields. When we drafted Justin Fields, I was like, when I went into draft day, I did like a bunch of draft coverage because I, at my company, watch the most college football. So when it comes draft time, they come to me 
you know, put together a big board. We did a huge like article series for the top 32 picks. And I think we were right on like 25. So I'm like all in on the draft. No way did I think that we were going to get Justin Fields as our quarterback. So like, and, and two, as a Bears fan, you may not be familiar with it, but like Liam said, the draft, free agency, the fourth quarter, click. I already know they're going to mess it up, and they, they didn't. But it's going to be a great game this week. I, I hope it's not Sunday night football. I really hope it's not because that's, that's always when we lose by 50 to them. And then, <laughs> and then I think I might start Aaron Rodgers in fantasy this week. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. You but choose. You choose one or the other. It's a business decision. <laughs> yeah, yeah, head over heart. But Liam, for you, you're a Michigan guy. Uh, you've had a couple games. So between Michigan and Eastern Michigan, have you got to play against some friends or foes uh, from your time playing high school football in Michigan? Yeah, I think Happy East from Michigan's team was from Michigan. I might have played against a couple of those guys. Uh, and then Michigan, uh, one of their defense, their starting defense end was uh, one of the really friends of mine in high school. Is that Hutchinson? Yeah, yeah. So, Dude, um, he is the guy. Like, he's a yeah. top five pick for sure. Yeah, I'm trying to get closer with him. Just kidding. <laughs> okay, you know, we've been good friends since high school, and it's been awesome to see him. You know, he's such a he's a dog. Yeah, he, he is. Been, you know, he's such a hard worker, and, you know, he came off that injury after last year, you know, and that's, that's never easy. But, man, he is one of the hardest working guys. You know, it was awesome, especially when we were playing in high school, you know. He made me better. I made him better. We went against each other every single day. So, you know, I feel like, you know, watching him you know, grow up and progress, you know, to the player he is today, you know, so You might have to wait in line. When I was leaving the Michigan game, I was scanning the parking lot trying to find a hot zone to call a less expensive Uber. There might have been an army of 300 around that man. And he's got a good support system. Yeah, he's he's the man. He got good family is awesome. awesome. Yeah, especially his family's great. You know, I've known him for a long time. You know, his dad, you know, played at Michigan too. You know, that's oh, his, really? yeah, his story. His dad was uh, all American and the captain there, so you know, we followed his footsteps, footsteps in that way. But I mean, he's a young man. You know, he's a baller. I had one great to pick. They were they were rolling them around on carts. Did you have that at Michigan State? The cart guy. Or did you have to walk? Yeah, they, were, they weren't walking anywhere. I'm like, I don't know. must be nice. Oh, they had the players on cards? Yeah, they were loose, like, uh, like kind of like how we see NFL camps when they get to camp. It's yeah. like, you got a card, it's three color, Rob Mark Smith. I'm sure, I'm sure Rocky had like a moped or something. Yeah, there. I had a moped. That seems, the car seems very Michigan like. <laughs> Rocky, for you, um, you, you, did you get to play against him before when you were at Michigan State? Yeah, I, I played against him last year, so. One of the other quarterbacks who went to high school with Liam, also Aiden, obviously, was yeah. uh, the other day. He's now a starter at Northern Iowa. Oh, really? So I, I kind of knew Aiden a little bit through him. He was one of my good buddies with State. So, um, yeah, it was good to see him again. And, you know, we had a little friendly back and forth. Yeah. You know, he's still um, the ball. He was, definitely, he was definitely mad at Rod. There may not have been any right to pick with anyone on the team, but he wanted to get his leg back against Rocky. Yeah, the way I, was trying to steal some, I was trying to steal some towels while we are out there, you know, take his <laughs> mind. <laughs> yeah, and then too, because uh, I went and I went down and did the press conference after the game, and you know me, like I don't really go to away games, but that was like the one I had circled, and I'm like, the facility was amazing. Like they had the little Tom Brady mural out there, and, and all the different stuff. So as much as the game sucked, like it's always a good experience. And you guys went one and one against the group or against the power five. There's a lot of teams that didn't even do that, so you have a lot to be proud of. One thing that I saw this past weekend, Rocky, though, was your former head coach, Mark Antonio from Michigan State, obviously since retired. Um, talk about what it was like to have him at your game and then what sort of positive influence he's had on your career. Because that would have been the coach that recruited you, right? Yeah, yeah. So I actually didn't know he was coming to the game. Um, I just saw him at the game. Like, coach D, yeah, he's coming from Cincinnati, he said. Um, it was really good to see him. You know, he is one of the you know, first-class individual. Um, I, I've always looked up to him as, as a fan, as a person. So, you know, for him to come out and you know do that, do that for me and for we had a couple of Michigan coaches on Toledo staff. Yeah, do that for us. Like, you, you just don't get that. People don't do that. So, and he's one of a kind. We we appreciate him at Michigan State. I appreciate him personally. So, you know, he's a legend for a reason. Yeah, I think like. As much as people like to talk down about the group of five, like the MAC and the Big Ten are kind of like, you know, we're both geographically located. And there's been a lot of punches up from the MAC. Like, you know, as NIU, they've beaten Nebraska, they've beaten Iowa, they've beaten all these teams. And, you know, like we saw, we talked about with Bowling Green. 
I don't think anyone in the world, uh, except for the people in the Bowling Green locker room, maybe, their, their podcast guy that says that they're going to win every week, thought that they were going to actually win, and they did. But, yeah, it's uh, it's been good to see, like, you guys growing throughout the season. We'll get into a little bit of other football talk, I guess you would say. We'll start with college football. I asked Lance and James this morning what their thoughts were. Rocky, we'll start with you. Uh, who do you think the four teams will be at the end of the season that make the college football playoff? Oh, man. Uh, it's always a tough one. It is, it's tough. one that everyone likes to argue about. Gosh, I, I, I honestly haven't even looked at it enough, but I would say right now I think Georgia's the best team in the country. Sure, and their defense has been outstanding. Like, three three yeah. Should be illegal. And yeah, they say defense wins championships, so I'll put Georgia in there for sure. Maybe um, they, they, they got five teams ranked in the Big Ten. And the yeah. Top 10. So I mean, we'll say Big Ten champion. Any of those guys can come out. You know, I got back my Spartans, so you know, let's say Spartans. Yeah, well, they're so undefeated, right? Yeah, put them in there. Okay. Throw Spartans in there. Throw, 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 throw those guys. And then let's throw Cincy in there too. We're we're throwing wild cards. Out. Yeah. So we got so we got Georgia, Cincy, Michigan State. Who's number four? Uh, Probably Bama, right? They, they sneak back in. They have to run the table. Well, I don't know. I don't think it'd be Georgia again. They haven't beat them again, right? No, they didn't play yet, right? Well, they haven't beat them. Yeah, they would have to be because they're on the top six sides. Yeah, Florida. I don't know. I thought Florida was going to be good, but then Kentucky took their spot. I can't put them in. Anybody in the Big 12? Or Big 12? We got to get Rocky on the CFP selection show episode at the end of the season. Liam, for you. Um, who you got for your top four at the end of the season for CLT? I'm trying to look up the top 25 right now. Oh, yeah, top 25 rankings. No, top 25 no. rankings right now is Georgia, Iowa, Cincinnati, and number four, I think, was Penn State, but I don't know who it is right now. Well, well yeah, Iowa can get in there, too. Yeah. I'll throw Iowa in there, my boys. I'll go Iowa, Michigan State, Cincinnati, Georgia. I'll go Georgia, Cincinnati. I mean, I gotta support my guy. I really think this this is their year. You know, I would love to see it. I really think this is their year. And then, you know, I'll probably throw Alabama in there. Oh yeah, Oklahoma's for their quarantine shit. You guys were obviously not able to see it, but I watched the highlights. I did watch the highlights after around the class. So when I'm at home and I'm watching games, double TV guy, like anything that has a screen has a game on it, and. I had the Texas game on, like on mute, and then I had Garagas' game on the big screen. And Texas went up, I think like 21 points or something like that, and uh, they benched Spencer Rattler and everything changed. And it's like, back to what I said earlier about like the preseason and like being favorite, being underdog, they never know what they're talking about. He was picked as the number one player to like, by a lot of the talking heads and the Twitter shoes, to win the, the Heisman, and now it's like the next thing we're going to see is the Heisman transfer. So well, that's why you play. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's why you play in games. Yeah, and uh, I think right now, like you guys said, it's going to be wild. I was talking a little bit earlier. I went off the deep end, and I was like talking about Cincinnati and how it means so much to a school like us. And then I started talking about us and CFP, and I'm like, ah, right, let me get back to the to the New Year's Six because I was like. We would have to put together like the season of all seasons, you know what I'm saying? Because you don't want to do like three years in a row. Yeah, you'd have to have a couple years before that. Because Cincinnati, like you said, that's, I'm glad you brought that up. They've had the, a few years where they've done like 11 and 1, 12 and 0. They've been able to get it done. Uh, but for, for the last segment of the show, so first time you guys were on, we did roommate rapid fire. Throughout the rest of it, we did O line rapid fire. But today we're going to do, I guess you would say, the mid-season award show. We got six games under our belt, have ten different categories, and you know you're not going to get in trouble for any of these. Just a quick like response. No one, hopefully, no one's feelings get hurt. I can't control that. I'm just the messenger. So we'll start with you, Rocky. Mid-season MVP on the offensive side of the ball. Hold on. Hold on. I like that. I've been saying that like week in and week out. I would be giving like players in the game. I'm just like hold on. Yeah. Linebackers, DL. For you, Leo, offensive MVP? I'd say L1, too. Yeah, I'll throw it to you next year. They block. The extension of the line, I like that. Give Liam, give Liam some love. Uh, defensive MVP, Liam. 
I'll go with Lance. He's been playing great. Lance is he's a rock defense. Okay. And then for you, lead defense on the team? Uh, just to just to switch it up on the roster, just because he's been yeah. so great recently. Yeah, great too. Speaking of double team too, I was like, that's got to be a compliment, right? And he's like, oh yeah, but we're still doing that double team. Special teams, I think. This is a uh, this is between the people that use their legs because we, for whatever reason, have not run the ball back a lot on kickoffs. So who would you say kicker, punter, special teams? I, I'd have to go for French. He makes a perfect opportunity to the one that was missing out this whole They take that over one together. Like, it was all around the bad operation yeah. if you go back and look. For you, Liam, who would you say special teams are going to be up to this one? Since he's a giant, I'll say Matt. You know, he knows the great Yeah, he really puts us in great position in our team. He really changes the I forgot to. I hope that you didn't hear me talk about him earlier, but that's number four. Yeah. Matt, Matt has a as good a shot as anyone on the team yeah. in an obscure position at Hunter to really make a difference at the next level. This is going to be my favorite one, so you got to pick one guy. Rocky, offensive one spell player award. Is that like uh like like the hardest worker? Yeah, hardest worker, greedy guy. Oh, uh, that's Clint. That's like 100%. No, no, this for O-line. This for O-line. Oh, it's for O-line. O-line, yeah, O-line. Oh. Ooh, let's go, guys. I'm gonna go Nolan Potter. Nolan? Okay. I like that. Clint, we do know that you have your, your, your lunch pail and your hard hat when you show up to the facility. I'm surprised. his own lunch and my lunch. <laughs> <laughs> He's got all the, the, the chicken, the broccoli, the rice, and the different containers. Liam, for you, uh, you work alongside these guys, the offensive lunch pail player of the year to work, which I should have specified as offensive line. Yeah, I'll go with low insurance. Okay. Yeah, I think he's leading the team in He's just been moving a lot. He's always on the ground. I watch the film. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's a uh, sits on some of the gun. So, a little bit of a change up in the name. The defensive part of the awards, the defensive one. Um, I'm, I'm going to stick with my, my guys. Or he's been starting so low well as a recent, especially. So, he's, he's that guy. He's that dude. And then for you, the defensive part of player award for the defensive line? Yes, yeah, hard not to go with that. Sure. He's just been the anchor for us. Awesome. Right, so this is a different one. So this will be we'll start the Rocky, an offensive hungry husky. So a first year contributor. You can't use yourself. Oh yeah, I forgot. I know. Um, I'm gonna have to go with AB. You know, since he's showing up, um, you know, obviously he's a huge contributor for us. So I'm gonna have to go with that. Liam, for you, your offensive hungry husky. I'll go with Rocky. Uh, I'll, I'll with them. I'll say Rocky. You know, he's always eating, isn't he? Yeah, he's always eating. Hungry, hungry. Let's see. I only got like three of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> you, Clint, and then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's about it. Miles, Miles. Yeah, he's, he's going back, though. So we like him. Yeah, that's what they were. So you guys don't see this, but we get, we like, we have this one guy who just always asks about victories and like, after the first time, I think you get it, like, not to ask. We always ask Coach Hamilton before that, and he's like, we got some people coming back this week, just before you ask, like, before you ask, I was dying. But for the defensive side of the ball, so same same deal, defensive, hungry, husky, first-year contributor on the defensive side of the ball. Hopefully someone picks up this phone, too. Is Bob McGee? Is he playing last year? Yeah, last year. Well, he, he did a good job stepping up last week. We can, we can give the... There is no like actual trophy. Do we even have a defense? I was gonna say Kane. Yeah, yeah, I'll agree with Kane. Yeah. It's tough because the trenches, especially the young guy. Oh my gosh, yeah, because you need the physicality most at that level. This one, I think I know who the answer is going to be. Liam, we'll start with you. The weight room warrior. Weight room warrior for you, Rocky. It's hard to go against him. Yeah. Who'd you say? Yeah, Clint. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a word. Maybe at the end of the season, I'll, I'll get up with you guys for a workout and see how maybe like the five minutes that I last before I die. Yeah, you gotta have Clint sign a play by the end of the season, like a frame it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe uh, maybe when Clint. Oh, actually, no, too. Oh, I'm terrible. There's five guys. Clint, too. Clint's going to the league for treasure. Maybe when he gets that first contract, he can come back and give you guys a new room. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go final two. So. Best moment for you this season, man. Two point conversion this year's tech. I mean, that, that really set the ball rolling for us, just confidence wise, offensively. Good season, set the ball rolling. 
And then Rocky, for you, your best moment as Husky this year? Um, I think uh, either going to Jordan Tech or Toledo in the first and last game we played. Jordan Tech set up town for us and Toledo to get that. Um, that big win in the Mac West, and that was a great moment for us just to get all ourselves in the door of this. Get that first road done. Liam, we're going back to you as one of the funny guys, the prankster, the guy who's usually playing the jokes. What has been the funniest moment? Because obviously, we don't see what's going on all the time in the locker room. You guys are always around each other, so you know those pranks that he had. <laughs> you got the top of my head. Yeah, I got, I got, I got, I got. We'll start with Rocky. We'll give you time to think. I don't know. I just popped in my head, but last week, Coach Taylor Ray was a tight game at halftime, and we had Coach, uh, um, Coach has this role for Snapchat. So if we win three in a row, we get to choose where we want to go inside or, or outside for the practice. And Mohamed Torres sitting in the locker room looking at me. He's like, God, we can win this game. Then we can go inside for us. <laughs> I'm like, that's what you're thinking about right now? It's like 16, 14. We're trying to beat a time in back west moment. Yeah. So, where is uh, where's Muhammad from? He's from Jersey. Jersey. Oh, Jersey. so who should be used to cold weather? Yeah, exactly. It's not in New York. I've, I've never been. I've been to, uh, been to Boston. I've been to uh, Rhode Island. But Liam, now that we've given you time to think, it's like, you know, when you're at the restaurant, you don't really know, and now we, now we got to go. The waitress yeah, yeah, is yeah. back. I'll say, you know, I wouldn't say it was something, like, specifically funny, like, uh, that it was usually funny, but I think when we were, like, the regular against Eastern, I think I, like, stood up, looked around, and the guys were just, like, in their compressions, like, taking off all their clothes. <laughs> <laughs> like, just getting, like, because we were all wet, so they all just sitting there, like, trying to dry off, the other fans going, guys were just sitting on the ground, you know, like watching games, you know, starting to look, trying to look at, you know, corrections to make. And you just look around and go, what's going on? <laughs> what, was, what was that like for you guys? Because like, obviously, like I said, I wasn't there doing my normal thing, so I had no clue. It was like every 30 minutes, it was just a reset, or what was the radio yeah. like for you guys? Yeah, for you. <laughs> but how did you keep your arms, like, stretched? Yeah, yeah, I did. Like, you know, there's not really nothing you can do because you can give a... Uh, you sit in the locker room, you got a pretty good delay, and then anytime you want to start experiments, go on. So the worst part is you sit in the locker room, the clock's down in 10 minutes, you're like, all right, let's go back around yeah. a little, like, 30 more minutes, take it back off. Did it like three times. Yeah, I made the mistake of not taking anything off because those things are tight. I was just about to ask. Yeah, it's painful to get off. So I woke up the next morning and I was. Big regret there. Well, I was about to say, like, like, you know, the, the new wave of college, like, there was a time in the day in college football where it's like they were wearing, like, hoodies, like, double XL hoodie jerseys. Now it's super tight and compressed, so it's like, it ain't easy to get it on and off. It ain't like a convertible. It doesn't just pop on and off. It shows off the curves a little too much. Yeah, well, yeah, it, it definitely gives you a little bit of a bicep profile. Oh, but, yeah. uh, with that being said, I think we're towards the end. Do you guys have any wrap-up thoughts? Maybe we got some people in the house that will be out there at the game this weekend. Uh, I mean, we appreciate everyone's support this season so far, and you know, continue to go. You know, Nationals obviously tough to get to, but you know, any support we can get, even you know, to watch the game, we love and we appreciate everyone that's been you know, uh, watching us all season. Rocky, for you, any words to the fans that are coming on Saturday? Yeah, uh, we just like to say we appreciate you coming out. Uh, we're looking forward to the rest of the season. Uh, you know, you know, for us, it, it's just taking about one week at a time. So, any, any support we can get, you know, any uh, any fans we can get out there to cheer and make some noise and disrupt as much Bowling Green activity as possible, we'd appreciate it. And make sure, make sure to come to Fatty's after we win. <laughs> Got make sure to get over here to Fatty's after the win. And then last last show of the season, obviously until uh, we have some surprises. Obviously, if you guys make a bowl game, there'll be a one-off show later in the season. But the last scheduled show will be next week here uh, at Fatty's. So kind of sad moment. I was a little sad on the way over here. I'm like, it kind of just blew high. Like, but still going to be recording this video. It'll still be pre and post game every week. And then obviously... Uh, the weekly interviews that I snagged at the Chessex Center, but do you guys have any final thoughts before we wrap up for the night? No, it's been awesome. We've been on the podcast, been awesome. You know, coming back for a second time, could be more thankful. I, mean, I appreciate what you do, you know, your passion for us and for football. You've been a sports fan here. It's been awesome to see you. We work hard as hell. Yeah, we appreciate it. We appreciate you having us on. 
I appreciate that, brother. I appreciate that. So once again, we thank everyone for joining us at the Six Live Huskies on Tap podcast from Fatty's Coven Girl. Today we were joined by Fatty's concert actors, Lockie Lombardi and Liam Sorkin. A recorded version of this show will be available wherever you get your podcast in the morning. We'll be back next Tuesday, October 19th at 6 p.m. We're going to be joined by Clint Rakovich and Braden Patton for another live show. And all of my work can be found at ontapsportsnet.com or at Huskies on Tap on Twitter or Instagram. I got nothing else for you guys. Huskies by a million or a zillion or whatever the last number on the, on the scale is. Get out there if you're available on a Saturday. Kickoff's at 2.30. And like Liam said, he took the words right out of my mouth. I don't know if he was reading my screen, but get out there after the game. There's going to be live music and... We should be celebrating another victory. Roll dogs. Roll dogs. Gotta say. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad you guys got that in there. Thank you, everyone who's in attendance for coming out tonight. And go hustle. Yeah. I got drinks on living lips. In the kitchen whipping magic. I got drinks on living lips. In the kitchen with magic. Bad bitch, bad habits. We got London on the track. I ain't asked now for none. I took the heart away. So they put me over, coming with it. They took my heart away, heart away, heart away, heart away. Jumping in hard.